Hey, welcome back. My voice is a little bit raspy this week. I hope that's okay. Basically, I had a big night on Saturday. It was a friend's 21st and there was a bar. There's a bar tab. Immediate tick. And a dance floor. Another tick. And there was karaoke on the dance floor. So obviously I was both busting it down and singing a handful of solo bits on the karaoke machine. So my voice is gone. And I was just thinking, you know, in those movies where there's a bar scene and like some, because I was wearing a really nice dress that night. It was green. There was like lots of um, lace and, you know, things showing. But the whole point is, you know, in those movies where there's a bar scene and like the woman is in this nice, long-ish dress and like her hands like resting on the bar counter and she's like sipping some sophisticated drink like that was just not what I looked like on Saturday night basically I was so like thirsty from basically like peeing so much because of the alcohol that you're drinking and as well as like dancing and singing so every time I went to the bar to get a glass of water I basically had like both hands gripping the glass and I'm like chugging and I'm I'm, like breathing into the cup of water like I'm panting to get all this water down my system as fast as I can and it looks like like a the image would have been like a child who's been caught in from the playground and it's like forced to drink water and then like you know the sound a child makes when they're drinking water and they're like panting into the cup (laughs) that was me on Saturday night so the whole point is that's why my voice is kind of raspy like this but this episode is going to be so much fun Also, I have to make another disclaimer, like I'm making disclaimers every time I record a podcast to say, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not formally researched in this. This time, it's, I am not a marriage counsellor, and obviously, like, this is just my opinions, this is not advice for anyone to take on. These are my opinions coming from my relationships with different friends, family members, and romantic partners. And I know some of the disputes are outside of my scope, but every time I record an episode, like there are going to be things outside my scope. Um, So nothing's new, right? In this case, there are going to be some arguments between married couples and some arguments between grandparents and grandkids. And I didn't have that relationship with my grandparents, so... I wouldn't know, but I'm going to give my opinion anyway. I'm just, I'm not here to give advice. I'm just here to judge because one of my favorite pastimes is to judge. And as I've said before, I'm a judgmental person. So I think I figured I would might as well just use my judgmentalness to an advantage and contribute to the world through this episode of rating people's flops. So let's get into it. Each of the cases I'm going to read out and then rate, if they were the asshole, I'd rate them from one to 10 in terms, like on the spectrum of 
assholeness and then give my reasons why they were and why I gave them the benefit of the doubt as well. So let's get into the first case. Would I be the asshole if I said I had a problem with my fiance adding a ring enhancer to the engagement ring I just gave her? I'm not sure how I feel here. Last week, I celebrated my two year anniversary with my then girlfriend and really went out all out to make it an amazing weekend getaway, finishing it all off with a surprise proposal at the end. I got her a beautiful ring, simple classic style with smaller diamonds running down on the face of the band with a one carat diamond sitting on top. It also came as a set with a matching wedding band that really makes the whole thing look amazing. I basically worked two full-time jobs for months to be able to save up and buy this for her along with the rest of the weekend plans. Adorable, big tick from me. So this is my commentary, by the way. Actually, no, I'll, I'll comment on the end. No, I'm going to comment during. The proposal went great. She was completely surprised and I even had a photographer lined up to be there inconspicuously to capture the moment without her noticing. Is that the right use of inconspicuously? Oh, sorry for the noise. Not clearly visible. Yeah, it is. It's fine. All week long after, she said how much everyone is telling her they love the ring and giving me kudos on the selection and etc. I didn't have much to go off for figuring her style out because she's not huge on wearing jewellery, which gave me some anxiety regarding that, so hearing that made me feel a lot better. Aww, that's so cute. The ring size was a tad bit big, so we'd planned for her to get it resized sometime this week, sometime this next coming up week. Oh, <laughs> fast forward to today, she goes to church with her mom and is spending time with some of her family after. While at her mum's house, suddenly she texts me saying she might not ha might not need to have her ring resized after all, now because her mum just gave her a nice ring holder to keep it in place and sends me a picture of this ring enhancer that admittedly is very nice, <laughs> but it almost swallows up her whole ring finger and completely changes the entire appearance of the ring I just gave her. I told her I don't think this is going to work after we add the wedding band to the ring, to which she replied she thinks can be split further apart to make that space. She then tells me if I don't like it, she, didn't ha she doesn't have to wear it, but in the same text she says she really loves it and mentions this ring holder her mum is giving her is three grand, so it was a very nice gift. Well, not that the monetary value is what matters here. But I spent just shy of 10 grand on her engagement ring and wedding band and diamond set. So I'm a little offended that she even feels the need to add the enhancer to it, which I'm still not positive will accommodate the wedding band after that is added after the wedding. And I just don't like the fact that a wedding ring is meant to be from me, but she's adding something to it from her mom. To me, the enhancer is so big and it completely swallows and hides the ring itself. Am I the asshole for feeling like this? Should I pretend it doesn't bother me and hope I'll get used to it or that she'll decide on her own to stop wearing it? I'm worried she'll take it the wrong way if I try to object to it, so hoping for some more guidance on how to best approach it if my feelings are valid. This is such a thoughtful post. Obviously this person 
bless this person's soul for putting in so much effort for what sounded like a really amazing proposal. And so basically I read this and I was thinking like, "Mm, I don't know why, like I get it, but if the wife loves it, why not let her wear it? And then I clicked on the photos and I, I just wish there was an option for me to show you this picture, but the wedding ring enhancer is so ugly. It's filthy ugly. And it just, it looks so clownish compared to the ring that's in the middle. So basically it's the ring on this um, person's finger and on both sides of the ring running parallel to the band is this like these two other bands, but the bands are massive. It's like, it's in this crown shape and the band is almost bigger than the really relatively big diamond itself. So it just, I'm mortified by looking at this. Like, I I think it's really ugly. Um, I don't think it's even a debate, but let's get onto the discussion. So no, you are not the asshole. First of all, the ring enhancer is really ugly. I don't think it should have been sold for 3K, but that's not that's not my business. Secondly, on the assumption that this couple is really open to each other regarding their finances and the wife knows how hard the husband has worked to save up for this ring, I think the wife is in the wrong here. I don't see why the mum needs to upstage the husband in this case with this extraordinarily flamboyant and unnecessary ring enhancer that's three grand that's a third of the price of the ring i don't know why the mum has to be involved in the purchasing of this person's wedding ring um like why didn't you buy her earrings or a really nice pearl necklace instead and i also don't really love that the husband feels that he can't bring it up with the wife not that, not that like this, the author says it explicitly, but it sounds a bit like, mm, like I've, I've mentioned this to her and she says she doesn't have to wear it, but in return, she also did say she really likes it. So I don't know how to feel. Um, I would tell this husband that even though it feels like a slap in the face, it would also be wrong to tell your wife not to wear something that she really likes. And as much as the wedding band is about the union of the couple, and I don't know why, I just don't think the mum should be involved. Um, I also understand, like, if the mum is a really important figure in this person's life and, like, they want to honour their mum through wearing the ring enhancer with the ring. And it's not like the ring is gone, the or like the ring is entirely taken over by the ring enhancer. It's just complemented by this gargantuan and terribly ugly enhancer. But it's still like the ring is still there. Even though it is swallowed by the ring enhancer, it's it's still there. And I pray that because the enhancer is so big, that maybe she's only gonna wear it when she's going out to special events instead of like daily life and I don't know I feel like the diamond is kind of big already like you can't really wear gloves over it and like you can't really work with that this gargantuan ring on your finger already I don't know why you would want to wear the enhancer 
But this is not about the enhancer. This is about the fact that the the wife wants to wear the enhancer. Like the the question's not about how ugly it is, even though it is oh sorry. Even though it is really ugly. Anyway, so no, he's not the asshole. Second case. This one is so short and sharp. It's so funny. Am I the asshole for not wanting to pronounce foreign words with an accent? My girlfriend is currently pissed at me. The argument started because I was saying holy moly guacamole, which I think is cute and silly. And she kept looking disgusted and telling me I was saying it wrong and that it was painful to hear. Apparently, the correct way to pronounce guacamole is, oh God, guacamole. I told her, I think trying super hard to pronounce foreign words is a bit cringe, but really, I just don't want to get into the cycle where I try to pronounce a Spanish word and then she makes fun of my accent. I don't speak Spanish. I'm not going to live up to her expectations unless I spend a few hundred hours learning. Um, I don't think it takes a few hundred hours to learn how to pronounce guacamole in a sp- in the way that it's pronounced in Spain, but okay. I also brought up how she, rightly in my opinion, wouldn't make fun of a Spanish speaker for mispronouncing an English word. I don't think this is the same, babes. I don't think this is an, a- an analogy you can make. It's fine to have an accent, I think, (laughs) and she tolerates all accents except mine when I occasionally say a Spanish word in an English sentence. She says expecting Mexican people to speak with an American accent is different because it's racist. (laughs) I think she's got a point. I will apologize to her if Reddit thinks I'm the asshole here. Edit context. We're both women. I don't see this how this impacts the scenario but okay we're in our 20s i'm 23 and she's 25 also not relevant she's mexican though for your information she also does not fully speak spanish as she didn't learn it growing up though she's learning it now and is quite good so she's obviously not comfortable with it so i would say apologize to your girlfriend and don't say it again I also think it's lame that you think saying words correctly in the way that it's said in its native country is cringe. And I hope that phrase never leaves your mouth again. The other thing is, as an ethnic person, she's likely, and I'm assuming like because this person says, like let's, it's hard to assume, but let's assume this person is living in the States, right? Because the partner is American. And this partner doesn't speak Spanish. So on the assumption that this is a couple living in America, um, like it's likely the girlfriend experiences a lot of blatant racism or even like racist microaggression every day. And so obviously that is not a comparison to make when um, Spanish people mispronounce English words like that is not even there's I don't that's just not it's not a comparison because there's so it's a lot more insensitive of course um and obviously it's like something that like obviously the girlfriend is sensitive towards this issue so be respectful and 
learn how to say guacamole correctly. There's no blame on you for saying what's a really common phrase. And I don't, like, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you didn't know she would react this way. But be respectful now that you obviously know it's a very sensitive issue for her. And it's not going to be detrimental on your quality of life if you had to remove holy moly guacamole from your vocabulary forever. So I don't think you're the asshole, but just don't say it. Next, case three. Am I the asshole for excluding my granddaughter and son from a family vacation? So I, 65 male, have one biological son and granddaughter from my first marriage and one stepdaughter and three step-grandchildren from my now wife, 67 female. My wife and I have been married for about 20 years now, so I have seen all of my step-grandchildren grow up since they were babies and consider them like my own. Adorable. I love that for them. My wife and I recently had the idea to take a family vacation to Mexico. Brackets. We live in the US, but due to our larger family size, we couldn't afford to pay for everyone ourselves. Valid. We invited all of our kids and grandkids, but told them that they would have to pay their own way if they wanted to come. I will admit, I knew my stepdaughter and her kids are in a much better financial situation than my biological son and granddaughter, but I wanted to pitch them the idea regardless so they could decide if it was something they were willing to splurge on. Bracket, my biological granddaughter is 10, so of course her dad would be the one paying for her as well. I gave everyone a month to decide and my stepdaughter quickly agreed. My son was taking longer to respond, so I would frequently call him and my granddaughter trying to persuade them to come. They eventually declined, saying they really wanted to go but just couldn't afford to. My wife, stepdaughter, stepgrandchildren, and I left for Mexico a few months later and had a grand time. Love that for them. We took a bunch of photos and upon returning, I showed them to my son and granddaughter, describing all the fun we had and telling them I wish they could have been there. My son and granddaughter got quiet and after they left, my son angrily texted me saying my granddaughter started crying because she had really wanted to go and that he didn't appreciate me rubbing the vacation and my favoritism in their faces. I didn't think I had done anything wrong, but now their reactions have me questioning if I'm the asshole for excluding them from the family trip. I didn't offer to pay for my son or granddaughter because I wanted to be fair to my stepdaughter who has to foot the bill for herself and her children. That would be playing favourites in my opinion. And my wife and I specifically wanted to go to Mexico. The whole family vacation part did not come to our minds until after we had already decided on the destination spot. Also, my son and granddaughter had one month to decide if they wanted or could afford to attend the trip. I didn't blindside them a month before the trip was supposed to start. If my son thought it was something he could afford, he would have had four to five months to save up for the trip and request off, um, like request off of work. I think that means like to take, take a break from work. Yeah, you're the asshole. Eight out of 10 in the spectrum of assholeness. Three reasons why I think you are. One, one month isn't enough time for people to put three to five grand together for a trip. Um, given that it's like son and daughter or son and granddaughter, let's say this is about mm, seven to 10 grand for this trip to Mexico. I don't really know how much it costs, but let me, let's predict it's about seven to 10 grand, right? Um, 
Two, I disagree with the argument that chipping in for the son and granddaughter's ticket was playing favorites. It's, this one is a little bit tricky to argue and I think anyone can see the two sides, but it's not playing favorites because it's not, it's not like it's an issue of opening gifts on Christmas day and finding out that you've bought gifts for the stepdaughter and the step grandkids, but not the son and the granddaughter, right? This is more like, you know, the circumstance, like the financial circumstances of the son, um, your biological son, and you know, your stepdaughter is well off. So while you can't afford to pay for everyone's trip, which is so valid, I I don't think anyone would expect you to pay for everyone's trip. Um, But it would have been, like, if you were um, able to afford it, it would have been nice if you could help chip in so the son and the granddaughter would have enjoyed it too. Or if you can't chip in for both the son and the granddaughter, it probably means more to the granddaughter just because it's a child and... You don't want the granddaughter to feel like she's missing out. Whereas the son, like, he probably has work and he's probably a bit more understanding that, you know, if one out of the two of us were to go to Mexico, I would want my daughter to go. So you possibly could have chipped in for the granddaughter to some of the the money it would cost for the granddaughter to go to. Um, if they could afford it, if you if the grandparents could afford it. Three, showing the pictures off to the rest of the family and saying, wish you could have come. That's such a cheap, meaningless phrase in this scenario. Obviously, like, yeah, obviously you wish they could come. You, it was made very clear that you wanted them to come. And they also told you they wanted to come. So I don't know why saying, wish you could have come would have helped anything besides your conscience. Like, it doesn't alleviate the situation. It's not helpful. And... It makes the sun feel kind of awful. So those are the three reasons. Um, But reasons you're not and like reasons why I think you kind of have a bit of leeway or get the benefit of the doubt is you did do the right thing in having an open invite for all children and grandchildren. That does show no favoritism. And you did follow up with the son and granddaughter frequently. So you've shown them that you do want them to be there. You just can't afford to pay for their ticket. And it's not their fault. It's not anyone's fault that they couldn't afford it. Um, It's just a shame that everyone else could go except for these two. Hmm. Case four. Am I the asshole for wearing clothes that wouldn't fit my friend? I, 23 female, have a friend Sarah... 24 female. Recently, Sarah has gained some weight and so bought some new clothes. I met her this week and she was complaining about how she had tried on a dress and it hadn't fit. However, she wasn't able to return it as she waited a day too long. I agreed that was annoying, but the dress looked cute and I didn't think it should go to waste, so I offered to buy it from her. She agreed. It was a little big in places, but I really liked how it looked and it's probably one of my favorite dresses. On Friday, Sarah was hosting a birthday party for her boyfriend, Sam, 25 male. Most of the other girls were wearing dresses. I decided to wear the dress I bought from Sarah as no one else had seen it yet and it was cheaper than buying a new dress. Before I left, I took a photo with some of the other girls who were coming. Sarah messaged me asking if I could please not wear that 
Turns out she hadn't bought it from the shops. It was actually a gift from Sam, and she didn't want to tell him that it didn't fit. This dress was so much more expensive than she had told me and came from a specific designer. At this point, we were all about to get in my friend's car, and I didn't want to tell them to wait for me, so I just went and acted like I hadn't seen the message. When we got there, Sarah took me aside and told me she would give me a lift home to change. I said no, and she told me to leave. At this point, I was annoyed. I said, it was Sam's birthday, and if he had an issue, he could tell me. Later that evening, he complimented the dress and said it was just like the one he had bought Sarah not that long ago for their anniversary. At that point, she said she wasn't feeling well and went upstairs. She messaged me this morning, calling me a redacted and a redacted. I feel like I should have been more considerate. Am I the asshole? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Seven out of ten. You've come to this party knowing that you are wearing a dress that was gifted to your friend from her boyfriend. I don't know why you would even want to wear it anymore after knowing that. It's obviously a sentimental gift between two lovers. I don't know why you are okay with wearing that or why you wouldn't feel uncomfortable wearing that, let alone wearing that to Sam's, the boyfriend's birthday. That's not on. And you've also tried to like implement a bit of bias for the reader too. You framed the title as wearing a dress that doesn't fit my friend, but that's not the issue. The real issue is not changing your dress so that your friend wouldn't have to experience this really awful, embarrassing and kind of shameful moment with her boyfriend as he finds out that the expensive dress he bought for his girlfriend is being worn by someone else. That's the real question. I think you should have titled this as, am I the asshole for that? But there are three reasons why I don't think you're the asshole. One, the friend shouldn't have told, sold it to you in the first place. They've sold the dress to you for a price well below the retail price. So while we don't have more information about the financial circumstances of this person, Sarah, and whether or not she sold it to the author because she needed the money, it seems like since she sold it for a really low price, that issue, like the issue is not a financial one. It's just more like she can't return it, so she just doesn't want to keep it. Secondly, if Sarah has an expectation that you don't wear a dress to an event that her boyfriend is attending, that expectation should have been clear earlier on. But Sarah couldn't set this expectation because Sarah didn't tell you that this dress was a gift from her boyfriend. So the fact that you bought this dress without knowing its sentimental, sentimental value between the couple is not your fault and is more of a reflection of the friend. And it's kind of disrespectful towards the boyfriend too. I, that poor boyfriend, I don't know how, how I would feel if I bought like a, some designer thing for my partner and I, Oh my god! And then I go up to my, I go to my own party and see his friend wear it. I would, I'd hate that. So I, I feel for the boyfriend in this situation. Third, the friend didn't have to sell it if she couldn't wear it. She could have kept it for sentimental value. But I put this last because we don't really know the financial circumstances behind the story. So, too hard to say. Case five. Am I the asshole because I reacted badly when my husband went for lunch with a co-worker? Mm. 
This is spicy. So, my husband, 29 male, mentioned a few weeks ago that he was intending to take his coworker out for lunch to a place that he and I, 29 female, frequent for our dates regularly. This is immediate no for me. I hope things turn better, but this is immediately, mm -mm. It's a special place that we have a lot of memories at. The coworker in question is female and they drive to work together every day. Mm-mm, I'm not, I am not standing with this. The coworker, the coworker appears to be in an unhappy marriage and overshares about it to my husband. He has mentioned this a few times. I haven't expressed concern as he's being a decent person by hearing out her woes. Yeah, but like, why does this person have to be your husband, right? But I explicitly told him that going out with her alone for lunch is not really something I'm comfortable with at this point. Valid. I mentioned if he would like to treat her to lunch at the office, I am okay with that if he must, but not okay with them going out, just the two of them. Valid. I said, th I said this quite calmly, expecting him to understand. He heard me out, good thing he did, but it did lead to an argument and things were said. In the heat of it, I said, do what you want and don't tell me about it. Mm, wrong move. Rookie move. Today, I found out that they did go to lunch two months ago and my husband hid it from me under the pretext of, quotation, you said you didn't want to know. I obviously lost my shit and gave him a hard time about it. I was enraged, to put it mildly. I did yell and cry and was generally quite loud about the whole thing. I also accused him of cheating me, not cheating on me, but cheating me and hiding the truth in general. I, so, I also said it was convenient to use it as an excuse that I told him to do what he wants when I clearly meant it in a sarcastic, ingenuine way. I also said that it was unfair to expect me to absolve him just because he went to some other restaurant and not the initial one that I had objected to. Okay, so the husband is slightly redeeming himself, but I'm still not loving the whole went to lunch with a female co-worker and didn't tell the wife scenario here. I'm afraid this made me the asshole because it made me come across as a needy, insecure wife when I could have rather had a more mature reaction to it. I agree, but sometimes it's really hard to control your emotions, especially when you feel like you've been betrayed. So yeah, you should have responded more maturely, but that's not in your control. I guess my husband expects me to forgive it and take into account that he is apologetic albeit after the damage was done. For your information, we are almost seven months into marriage and although we have dated for years, this behavior does come as a shock to me because he has always been very transparent and trustworthy as far as I have known. No, you're not the asshole. Four reasons. One, the restaurant is a place that you associate with happy memories. It's a place you go on dates. I see no reason why your husband would want to even take this coworker to the same place. This is a place for romantic evenings between the two of you. Secondly, going to dinner without going to dinner and hiding it from you was a wrong move. He should have invited you to come or gone in a group setting. There's no reason why the two of them should be going out to dinner in private if it makes you com uncomfortable. If you were comfortable with it, then obviously it's fine. Um, the other thing is maybe the other coworker, the other woman, doesn't want to talk about her marital problems in a group setting or with the wife. But 
like can you not discuss this with someone who is isn't married or someone who isn't in a relationship it's it's tricky though because this does imply that once you get married you can no longer have friends of the preferred sex which is probably not true but there should be some boundaries especially with when you're like committed to someone for life third it's really disrespectful for of the other woman to go to this dinner without making sure that you are okay with it it's girl code it's basic respect um when i was like when if i was spending time with anyone or any friends i would tell my partner like oh i'm going out to lunch with like this and this and this um it's going to be so much fun i'm excited um and then there have been times where i have just declined events especially that that were one on one on the basis of my partner wasn't really okay with it even if there was like no reason for um my partner to feel like there's something going on between these two no absolute reason there have been times where i've just told my friend like hey i'm not really up for it anymore sorry um maybe let's go in a group another time and that's your job as a respectful partner to turn down these kind of things the fourth thing is when it comes to issues of one person feeling betrayed or uncomfortable with their partner's friends you need to reassure them the husband should have invited you even if there's nothing going on between them obviously these feelings of discomfort and uncertainty leave you very leave you feeling very vulnerable and the relationship should be a safe space for you to speak up for yourself on these issues you shouldn't feel like if you're going to raise an issue that it's just going to be swept under the rug and he's going to do it without you knowing there's no trust there and he's also belittling what was a really difficult experience for you but the thing is is the husband might think well I'm okay with my wife spending time like alone one-on-one time with her male friends. I don't see why she can't like ex- be accepting towards me and my coworker. The thing is, people have different past experiences and different upbringings, right? Some, you know, like a relationship, maybe one person has been cheated on in the past and the other person wasn't. Maybe their views on um like trust are different so it's not reasonable to say i'm okay with it i'm okay with her doing it so she should be okay with her she should be okay with me doing it because sometimes double standards do exist between partners and this is not a gender thing but it's just kind of like a we're different people so we just need to be respectful towards the other person's boundaries and the other person's expectations on the basis that those expectations are communicated in a very respectful way so to say look i don't like that you want to take this coworker out to lunch at a place that is associated with our romantic evenings um that makes me uncomfortable i also don't really like that you're spending one on one with this woman even though i know that you would cheat on me it just makes me feel out of the loop and kind of disrespected and i 
it doesn't make me feel good at all. So I'd appreciate it if you wanted to spend time with her, if you did in the office or in a group setting, if you want to go outside. Okay, so this is all we had for this episode. There are a few more cases that I'd like to cover and I think I'll do it in another episode. I hope you enjoyed this new different style of podcasting that I'm, um, that I took on this week. It's different because there's no introspective reflection or deep insight into why we think the way we think. I'm just explaining my thoughts and reasons towards people's problems as if they were my own, even though I have no business doing it. But this is really fun for me, so I'm just going to do it anyway. Thanks for tuning in again, and I'll see you next time.